Let's talk. Well, in the Western Cape, and particularly around Cape Town, Stellenbosch, other municipalities in that area, several roads, I understand, still closed. Massive floodwaters. Some of the pictures are just incredible. Intense downpours that played havoc in the region. Gale force winds felt in many places. In Bredasdorp, in one area, 150 millimetres of rain fell in 24 hours. It's a huge amount of water. The Western Cape Mobility Department yesterday asking everyone to literally stay at home if you could. While load shedding for the entire province cancelled for the moment, many people are without power because so much infrastructure has been damaged. Charlotte Powell is from the City of Cape Town Disaster Centre. Charlotte, good morning. Good morning to you and to all the listeners. How much damage have you had from the rain so far over the last few days? Oh, extensive damage damages um, to our informal sector, which is the informal settlements, which has been the worst off. And then also our former homes in, in the city has also been damaged. Um, we had to open up the Vemersuk Slush Gate um, to mitigate downstream um, flooding. And then also our rivers, the Lodens River, as well as the Easter River has burst its banks. Um, we had many uprooted trees in the city, um, large trees, big trees in the Durbanville area, in the Kells River, Goodwood, in the um, Marmesbury area, as well as the Gordons Bay area, where um, there has been extensive damages. Um, we had to evacuate residents from an old home, also evacuate children from their homes in the Strand area and to our nearest fire station. Currently, we have about 170 people that are staying in the Solodi Sparse Community Hall, where we also had to evacuate. And then, of course, we also had mudslides in our city, in the Hout Bay area, as well as the Oak Up, Sevig, um, and also big sinkhole in Camps Bay area. Sure. Um, did you lose any lives as a result of people being reported dead from this? Yes, um, we had some devastation in terms of loss of life. Um, so there were four people that died in the um, Trav Sands informal settlement. And that was because of um, illegal connections and electrification. And then similar incident where four children also died, um, also being um, with illegal um, connections and um, in the Clifontaine area. Sure. The informal settlements in particular, and you sort of started with them, very difficult time for them, so much water. Uh, some of them are in sort of slightly low areas as well. Uh, what help are you able to offer them? And I know it's a difficult situation for you. Absolutely, because um, many of them are living in natural water causes. For example, like BM section in Kailicha, which is a wetland. So obviously it takes its natural water cause. So there's no engineering or anything that you can do to mitigate the risk. They have to move to higher ground and be evacuated. Um, there are other areas where um, <clears throat> prior to the storm, um, they were still waterlogged because of um, the winter rainfall that we have been experiencing in Cape Town. So now additional rainfall just makes the situation even worse. So they needed also to be evacuated and moved. Uh, but residents prefer to stay with family and friends, and they're also very worried about their possessions. But we've also activated our humanitarian partners in the city. Um, so we're very thankful for that. And they are assisting um, residents across the board or across the city in terms of hot meals, blankets and food parcels. 
And the damage to infrastructure, roads, power lines, things like that, is there an assessment of how bad it is? And I mean, I say I've seen some of the pictures, I don't live in Cape Town, but you see some of the, I mean, some of them are just literally under, it seemed, meters of water. Absolutely. So um, there are many power outage, um, weather-related power outages in the city, and that's because of power lines that have been damaged. So our electricity department is working around the clock to try and restore power. Um, there has been some damages to roadways. Um, we had to close some roadways in terms of damages where people can't travel. So there was part, some parts of the N2 that was closed, also um, in Gordons Bay and Roy Alf's. Um, you know, with rock falls and mudslides, Chapman Speed Drive has been closed. So, um, you know, assessments is underway. Um, we won't be able to say now what the extent of the damages is, but um, for now, our priority is just to assist the communities and to clear roadways where we can clear roadways, remove uprooted trees and try to restore electricity. Um, there were warnings from the Weather Service, Charlotte, and I mean, I, I don't know if you can prepare for this. I mean, when the rain is so strong, it's going to happen. Is there much you can do to prepare when you get a warning like this? Yes, yeah, so um, we always encourage people to um, start prior to the winter to clear out the gutters, um, to fix leaking roofs and that kind of thing. But for a storm like this, it was just um, way too much disruptive rainfall. Um, we've even seen a similar, not similar, but um, a first world country like Germany also experienced flooding. And um, I mean, they also homes were flooded. So it is just something that happened, and now we need to ensure that when we build back, we build back better, um, prioritize our infrastructure that has been damaged, and to ensure that we build back and ensure that our communities are safe. Charlotte, thank you. Charlotte Powell is from the City of Cape Town Disaster Management. You with SAFM, 14 minutes after 7. Rob Burns sitting at the traffic desk for us, monitoring over the, all of this over the weekend. Uh, Rob, good morning. Firstly, the situation at the moment. Still uh, quite a few disruptions to traffic in the Western Cape? Yeah, a lot of disruptions to uh, traffic. Thankfully, though, the main R60 route between Robertson and Worcester opened early hours this morning. That was when that was closed. That was the last sort of link road uh, from the area east of uh, Caledon, if you like, uh, back into Cape Town or out of Cape Town. Any other sort of through route in that area uh, was closed. It was really quite dramatic. And uh, that R60 uh, being open now alleviate. Well, at least it gives a route for motorists coming from Mossel Bay, from uh, Albertinia, that sort of side or from Caledon, Swell and Dam, uh, then have to come up the R60, Robertson, Worcester, then hook into the N1 into Cape Town. It's a long way round. And, of course, if you want to travel out of Cape Town, out towards the Eastern Cape or out towards the Southern Cape, the only way to do that at the moment is go out on the N1 um, into into Worcester and then back down that R60 and uh, get back onto the N2 at Swell and Dam. So that's a that's a major detour. And, of course, that's because of the um, uh, wash away at the Botrafia Bridge. That uh, that bridge was just washed away, uh, eastern side of Botrafia, which means the N2 between Botrafia and Caledon is effectively closed and uh, will be for some time. So, yeah, very disruptive. Um, and the focus this morning really moves into Cape Town with the major N2 being closed also because of flooding, which has arrived a day later into the Kailicha area. So, you know, Cape Town and the inland parts of the Western Cape really under pressure. And some of the roads that are closed, the damage is so substantial uh, that they will be closed for some time. The, the N2 just east of Botrafia will be shut for a while. Chapman's Peak Drive in, in Cape Town, a big operation to clean that up. Also Clarence Drive, uh, 
you know, that road is now not safe to use because of the pressure of the water, how it's washed away soil under the road surface. So, you know, closures now, but some of those lasting into the future. Rob, there was a warning from the uh, Western Cape uh, MEC for mobility during the week, uh, over the weekend. If you could stay at home, do. Like, literally, stay at home. Don't move. I can't recall um, that kind of warning from a provincial government in many. I can't remember the last time it happened. I presume there would have been something similar in Durban uh, 15 months ago. Other than that, very rare event to have a warning like that. Yeah, absolutely. It was the highest level warning. They went to, I think they call it Category 9 um, on the weekend, was the warning. And it's never, in, in my understanding, it's never historically uh, reached that level of warning. But it, so, so that in itself was a taste of things to come. It's never been this bad. And, uh, and it was. But I think that the most dramatic thing, Stephen, is the amount, of ra- the amount of water that is in those rivers, particularly around that sort of greater overstrand area. The, the, uh, the amount of water, the speeds... And the sheer volume means that, you know, some areas there, it just rained and rained and rained. It's uh, quite incredible to see. Thank you very much indeed, Rob Byrne at uh, SFM Traffic Desk. 17 minutes after seven now. Anton Bradell is the Western Cape Local Government and Environmental Affairs MEC. MEC, good morning to you. I imagine a very busy weekend for you and your team. What are your response teams doing to, what are you able to do to help people so badly affected by the flooding over the weekend? First of all, we're very glad that it seems like the weather is over and that we're going to have a beautiful day so that we can work and and, and mop up. The the first thing is to try and keep people safe as far as possible. Um, And therefore, thank you to all the radio stations and that we can use as a communication channel through two people. But yeah, to get people back to to town will be quite an exercise. Lots of people still um, blocked off by the water. Um, we focus now on still on people that's um, in our neighborhood. We need to lift them per helicopter. We've got luckily two helicopters on standby. And Janskop is two people, and there's in the Durans also six farm workers. That that's um, <clears throat> in the middle of two rivers. They or they they surrounded by two rivers. So we will the only way to get to them will be by, per helicopter. We're busy with that, those operations this morning. And then, yes, a massive mop-up and try to get people through, divert them. If they cannot use the N1 and N2, if we can't get that open, then divert them. But people need to get up. Um, There are many people who need some form of dry accommodation. Are you able to help them? Yeah, all the municipalities opened up their facilities and churches opened up their facilities. Um, Even parking lots just to park overnight. And people put up little coffee shops next to the, in the parking lots, supporting the, the their fellow citizens. Um, it was actually nice to see, um, but it's still uncomfortable, especially if you've got small children in a car. Mm. We understand that, but um, yeah. And unfortunately, we're still looking for some people. I don't think they will be good news, but we will first communicate that to the families. Mm. And yeah. Um, the roads that were so badly affected, you talk about uh, farm workers who are stuck literally between two rivers, very scary situation. Um, the roads that are blocked or flooded, any idea of when you might be able to get through to people affected by that, at least get them some helpful food to get some people out? I, mean, I realize each situation will be very different. Each situation is different. Um, where there's debris and ant, we will remove that very quickly. Um, the the mudslides, like in Saloris Pass, the rocks coming down, um, we managed to open up a lane for a couple of hours and then there's still um, danger, but we've got structural engineers on site. They manage that, those kind of things. Um, bridges is something that we keep a very close eye on. 
Um, so a massive operation, and yes, um, we will try our utmost best to open it up as soon as possible, but it's all difficult to, to give it exact time, tell people they're going to wait two or three hours, mm -hmm. that's impossible. Um, yeah, um, we had a very good winter rain, and we must also keep an eye on our dam levels, because Vemersook Dam is 105% full, um, all our dams is 100% full, so the release of that water must also happen because of protecting mm -hmm. the integrity of the dams. So that's also operation. So, um, yeah, it was quite a busy weekend. Um, it's been a really intense set of storms. And, I mean, on top of a lot of rain before that, which is why the dams are so full. Are you worried mm. there could be more big storms like this in the future? I don't mean in the next month. I mean over the longer term. Will the Western Cape have to prepare for more like this? Well, we always say in disaster management, we prepare for the worst and then hope and pray it doesn't happen. So obviously, we also learn lessons. Um, when you fix, you must also understand why certain parts, uh, you've, you've lost certain infrastructure and how can you build so that you can protect it next time around. With climate change, these kind of events will happen. And it will happen more frequently that we're going to get a lot of rain in a very small period of time. I think Franz Hoek got in 12 hours something like 300 millimeters of rain. It was crazy. Stellenbosch 133 millimeters of rain, but currently Overstrand was hit very hard from Claymont right through to Hansby. Um, so they, we, we try to get ESCOM now also to, to get emergency services through. We've got big equipment, so we can do that. We help ESCOM to get through the, the water and, and get to the substations. But um, it's, it's, ongoing process now to, 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 to restore electricity as well. MEC, thank you. Anton Bradellas, the Western Cape uh, and Local Government and Environmental Affairs, MEC, 22 minutes after 7, you with SAFM. Ali Sable is the spokesperson, Western Cape Project Coordinator for Gift of the Givers, the NGO. Ali, good morning to you. What kind of help do people in the Western Cape need after this flooding? Uh, good morning, uh, Stephen. As you correctly said, you know, on this storm, um, compared to the one of this, uh, in the June month, was much worse. We received a call early in the, in the hours of the morning from first call came from, from the Sierra Club municipality, who informed us the Botrafir has burst these banks, taking away part of the end to cutting off uh, the towns like Grabo, Sierras, the Fierzone, Air and Botrafir. They required as many homes, got flooded there yesterday, Stefan, and they required urgent assistance in terms of water meals, blankets, and warm clothing. Unfortunately, the Salori Pass was inaccessible due to the mudslides coming down. Um, we all credit due to the Western Cape Traffic Department, who then opened up the roads for us, and they escorted us in for about two hours just to take an aid to the Grapau area. Unfortunately, we could not, we could not reach Caledon, as the rain was still coming down, and there was more mudslides coming out. Uh, we, are, we are supporting about 40 areas in the Western Cape, and there's an urgent need at the moment for warm blankets, blankets, and uh, we just received a call now from um, the Dwarrens where the um, deputy mayor has asked us if it's possible if we could assist them with some sandbags as the water is still coming fast down from the river and many informal structures are being washed, washed away. Sure, very difficult. Do you have all of the resources that you need, Ali? Do you need donations from people, whether it's sandbags or money or food or things like that? Most definitely, it's going to be a huge operation, Stephen. Uh, we are only today, we can see we can access some of the areas. Britarza was inaccessible yesterday. We are hoping to get in there today. And then, tragically, yesterday in the Philippi areas, where the bodies of four boys were found, that community has also reached out to us. 
but that uh, we are trying to get away via the back road into the community. So the need is huge outside, plus to plus to close to over 10,000 people affected, and all of these people need help. All these structures are damaged, and uh, they would require need of new clothing, uh, blankets, sandbags, um, and for the school children. Uh, speaking to the principal this morning, uh, they are not opening up some of the schools, but they would require new station and new school school uniform. But as operations take place, we will see what other needs the community requires. Ali Sableh, thanks very much indeed. Really appreciate it. Spokesperson, Western Cape Project Coordinator for Gift of the Givers. You were there, CFM's 25 minutes after 7.